This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Real Vision and the Defiance Weekly Chinwag about fintech nestled uncomfortably somewhere in the no man's land between tapering and aping as we eyeball the mass ranks of legacy and increasingly mass adopted decentralized financial systems, keeping their advantage on lock by sheer weight of numbers are Elaine Lee from Real Vision and Camilla Russo from The Defiant. I am still apparently Robin Schmidt for now, at least anyway, also from The Defiant. Elaine, you were talking about NFTs this week, but what else has been on your radar? What have you been picking up on? What big story has got you fidgeting this week? So one of the things for me, and I'm going to take, I'm going to, I wanted to ask you guys about big companies moving into the metaverse. And finally, Walmart is doing some things in the background. So um, they've basically filed for a couple of trademarks. And one of them was to offer their users virtual currency and plus NFTs. And it was filed to the U.S., Patent and Trademark Office on the 30th of December. And I'm actually going to read to you the trademark application. So this is what Walmart said. Downloadable software for use in managing portfolios of digital currency, virtual currency, cryptocurrency, digital and blockchain assets, digitized asset, digital tokens, crypto tokens, and utility tokens. Downloadable software for electronic wallet services, downloadable e-wallets. Now, if this is not telling you that mass crypto adoption is coming for us, then I don't know what is. Well, true story here, Walmart's been in crypto for some time. Did you know that? What? They didn't. Yep, yeah, yep. Walmart, China, did. Walmart, yeah, Walmart China partnered up with VeChain to track goods across the supply chain way back, like 2018 or so. So they, no, they've, been in, they've been in this space a little bit. Um, Cammy, you, do you have another one? Yeah, yeah, no. Walmart was wasn't weren't they all also um, involved in this like supply chain finance uh, deal with I think it was Deloitte or something. Um, remember yeah, like back in 2018. That's okay. the same deal. So, so VeChain, VeChain and Deloitte were kind of like this. Like a lot of things that people don't know about VeChain is they they like they play nice with big companies, um, and they play nice in the supply chain, but they're just kind of boring now. But Walmart is in there. Um, you say first big company. Well, not necessarily. Um, Adidas is connected to the metaverse via Adidas Originals that came out before Christmas. And then Nike's partnered up with Artifacts and they are taking a big step into um, the world of the metaverse. It's just interesting because it's a big box retailer. Mm. So, Cami, do you have any thoughts on this one? Because I, I, I know my first reaction is like, oh. Same. <laughs> Um, all about it uh i don't know like it just seems like you know like we've seen this time and time again like crypto becomes popular and everyone just wants to jump in the bandwagon one way or another whether it makes sense for them or not and so yeah like there's walmart like there was um like budweiser the other day the gap like you know all these different um retails that 
you know, maybe there's something to it and this kind of takes off and there's actual use for NFTs in this like very traditional retailers. Um, but from the start, um, it just like looks like they're, they just want to um, jump in this new hot buzzword. Um, and not not much else. Like I'd like to see how they actually implement uh, crypto and NFTs, um, because if it's just like like sticking this thing on and, and not really kind of changing um, anything, which for for like I, I think the skepticism comes from for organizations to actually adopt this in the way that it it makes sense. So in a decentralized way giving uh, users and clients ownership, uh, giving people say in in the way the organization is run, giving um, governance rights and uh, and making NFTs uh, just like an intrinsic part of the, the experience. To do that, like these huge companies and, and corporations would have to like basically overhaul their entire way of working. So I think that's where the skepticism comes from. Since I don't believe they, they'll do that, I think they will most like, likely just stick this NFT is in some kind of like haphazard way and, and be like, okay, we're, we're, we're like doing NFTs now. <laughs> we're innovating. Um, and that's it. So I don't know. Getting that's on why I don't get so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Getting on the bandwagon. But I think for me, it's just it's just the the brand of Walmart because for every crypto conversation where I've been shut down with the line, yeah, but Elaine, I can't use crypto in Walmart. And for me, because everyone knows the name Walmart, it's just my ha moment, you know? And mm. it's like before they ask me, well, Elaine, how does food taste in the metaverse? And the thing is, we have no idea, right? But I think what I can make out of this is and for a fact that the pipelines are being built and it is, uh, you know, just a U.S. company that is super massive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> I like I like what you did there. You just dropped my my metaverse name in there, just for the just for the giggles. This this story actually dovetailed with one which dropped yesterday, which was that Coinbase. I'm sorry, gang, I didn't put this one in the notes before the show, but Coinbase struck a deal with Mastercard to do NFT payments, and the idea is to smooth out the onboarding process for people. And I, I think it's very clear what Coinbase's strategy here is they think normies will go nuts for NFTs in a way that they won't do for traditional crypto or they might be wary of in traditional crypto. And therefore, the sooner they can get that door open for as many people as possible, the, you know, their share price will take When is the door open? Because I keep hearing Coinbase doing this marketplace, putting Visa in place, doing this, doing that. Can I actually get anything from their NFT marketplace yet? Is it a functioning thing yet? Well, the NFT, well, NFT markets uh, are 
rife with wash trading and they're rife with scam dankerous activity. There's actually a story we're going to cover later on, which kind of unpacks this a little bit. I think Coinbase has got to be very careful. I've been really, really careful about how they do it uh, because any wrong step and it's literally curtains for everything. Interestingly enough, OpenSea yesterday also announced uh, they had acquired Dharma, which was mm -hmm. a lending protocol. Uh, primarily, this seemed like it was they just wanted to buy the team and not necessarily the product itself. But again, same story, easing the process of onboarding new customers. And it's very, very clear. If you look at who buys NFTs, it's the same people over and over again. It's the same circle jerk, same thing you saw in altcoins. It's just that NFTs, there's an, it's an easier passage for new people who aren't in crypto or aren't related to trading to come in and join this party. So, you know, making that process easier is the goal for everyone. OpenSea strategy is also to go massively multi-chain, by the way, because they can clearly see the likes of Solana building up a pretty hefty NFT kind of uh, moat there as well. So there's there's all sorts of weird things going on, but they're all designed to make onboarding NFT customers better. And when I did a film on art blocks, I think it was five or six months ago, there was one thing that was abundantly clear. Art blocks had a surfeit of new artists. They couldn't get them into the platform soon enough, but they didn't have enough buyers. And so if you want these platforms to grow and you want the categories to grow, you need more buyers. So anything that eases that mm -hmm. process and, and it becomes a communications problem as much as anything else, that is what these companies need. Interestingly enough, one last insight, when I'm looking at the hiring that these companies are doing, it's all devs, engineering, some executive, no communications. And it's, it's interesting because we're talking about great marketing and teams that need to market themselves and communicate better and you don't get a better communicator than Charles Hoskinson and his project Cardano. We have seemingly a brace of surge related headlines when it comes to Cardano. Land prices surge on Cardano, Metaverse Project Pavia, and Cardano prices surge on Sunday Swap, Dex Catalyst. So Cardano was up when everything else was down. And when Cardano moves, all the Cardano fans go, oh, it's real, it's real, it's happening. And then my timeline's full of stuff I don't need to read anymore. Cami, what's your take? <laughs> Well, it seems like it, it's been like such a long uh, road for Cardano to finally be live and have stuff happening on it. Um, so, you know, like uh, they've been building this network since when, like 2017, I want to say, um, maybe um, at least. And uh, like it's been kind of okay, like the network is live, but there's no um, transactions then. Uh, there's no smart contracts um, and just recently like the smart contracts went live but you know it's it's been like this very long process of building but, but nothing real kind of being there um, all the while like like Ada uh, Cardano's token just like kept climbing market cap kept uh, getting bigger and bigger even with like no activity actually on the chain um which is you know pretty remarkable <laughs> to me and like it has well, it, it does have like... it does have one activity you can stake that's okay it. well, well you, that, you that's know. something that's something but you know um so i don't know i, I think that's that's oh, that's always been very odd to me how inefficient uh, the crypto market seems to be at times it's like 
you know, like you, you look at the top 10, 20 uh, coins and some things are pretty inexplicable. Like Doge is pretty inexplicable to me. Cardano is too. I mean, yeah, it's like a big project, uh, lots of potential. But so far, it's only been about its potential. You know, it's like this like former Ethereum founder is making this like very um, academic based uh, blockchain. They're testing everything out um, and taking forever to do it. And maybe it kind of uh, is like a, a contender for like the top smart contract chain. Um, but that's all it's been. And it's never like even with just that, it's always been like in the top 10 uh, coins. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy. But now there's like actual stuff happening. So, um, well, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Actual stuff happening. Let's just take a take a look okay. at this. Sunday swap. Sunday as in, swap. As, not as in like, we, you know, the day of the week. No, it's it's the ice cream. Mm. We're still doing food related DeFi. Uh, Sunday swap, you'll be pleased to know, is a Uniswap fork. It looks exactly like Uniswap. It smells exactly like Uniswap. Let me ask you, is it difficult to fork Uniswap? No. Is it difficult to deploy a Uniswap fork? No. There are about a million of them now. Uh, this thing is is live. This is one of the reasons why the, pro, the, uh, the token price was booming. Mm -hmm. And it's a fully functional beta that doesn't really function. I had a look at it today. Oh, Lordy. Uh, doesn't work? Wow. I mean, if that's the reason, if that's the reason why the token price has gone up, then then everyone needs to check themselves before they get utterly. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's ridiculous. I would love to see this ecosystem thrive because there's so much value there and it can do something. But honestly, I mean, yeah, it's like do this two years ago and okay, do this now. And you're like, oh, for it to be newsworthy. I mean, come on. So. You know. I lost you already, man. All I heard was food coins. <laughs> there's, there's like, there's, there's a level of expectation that you meet at a certain point, and like Cardano seems to be three years behind it at every oh, point. Oh, right, when Cardano. It comes to the yes. Okay. Yes. So Cardano. I mean. So Sun Sunday Swap is a decentralized exchange built on Cardano, and it's this is oh. this is this is like it's the it's the it's the first kind of very small but quite a vital building block for DeFi to thrive and flourish on a, a, a chain because then you invite LPs to come and provide liquidity and then the whole engine starts to spin up. But I suspect that most of the value is still constipated and locked on Cardano in staking and can't get out. So yeah. Anyway, you can see where I stand on Cardano. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you're right that it was like about the announcement that oh okay, there's like now this like DeFi building block on on Cardano and people got excited and that's what the, why the token rose. But I don't think any of those token buyers are actually using Sunday Swap, <laughs> you know. So um, I mean, look, a Cardano to me is just the sleepiest coin. Okay, sorry, like, but okay. Despite all this happening, I mean, what was it? I read something like Pavia. It looks like you could buy squares of mint chocolate-looking squares. All this excitement's going on. The price of it at the moment is what a dollar forty-three. With all this happening. Let's not forget, it did reach to an all-time high of just over $3. So despite all this happening, it's not even anywhere near its all-time high. Well, nothing really is at the moment yeah. because the market's a little uh. uncertain. Um, but those, those squares of Metaverse land, uh, there's 
quite a few projects that are selling land. It's, I mean, who knows? Who knows where that's going to go? There's, there's, there's almost too many. Um, Solana was also in the press. Uh, the Bank of America has told people in a report that it is supposedly yeah, good. the Visa, the digital asset ecosystem. Visa in the sense that it is fast and cheap and highly scalable. But Solana's, yeah, Solana's having some issues with outages at the moment, which I don't think are necessarily fatal or anything else, but um, it's definitely one of those projects that's had like a killer 18 months. And I've actually spoken to core members of the team on numerous occasions and they're really fun. <laughs> I really mm -hmm. like. I really like those guys. I really. Sh I don't. I shouldn't have any have any favorites. But the Solana but, like, they, team. They of Solana team. No, of the, the, the Solana team. The Solana team. And I, I've oh, always okay. enjoyed kind of uh, bashing heads with them. They 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 own it, big time. Cami, what what are your thoughts on Solana? We've never really actually talked about it. Um, Solana. You know, like I think they. Um, what I like about them is that they are doing. Um, They've innovated and they are, you know, taking things uh, as a step forward. Uh, they, you know, they have this unique approach to blockchain scaling. They're like a super smart team. Um, but I've been super disappointed, to be honest, to see all the outages this year. I mean, it's like the blockchain is out, like, uh, goes out like every week or so, like, um, so I think that, that is pretty, pretty unforgivable, like pretty bad for a blockchain, like for a network that is supposed to be, you know, reliable, um, immutable, uncensorable, where you're supposed to, you know, trust this, uh, decentralized group of validators to carry out hopefully like billions of dollars in transactions you cannot be down like it just like that just can't happen um so that, that's been really disappointing to see because like i thought that i mean i still think they're a smart team and that they're doing actual innovation like it's not like you know finance smart team just like copying um ethereum and like tweaking a couple of things and and forking everything no like they're actually innovating so i i i, I like and i respect that um but i think it's it's really bad it's really bad how how often the network is down they also they they've got a big old runway they raised 314 million yeah. back in june you yeah. know i think their original ico was like 25 million or something don't correct me on that i think somewhere around that so they raised a lot of money and they are ready for a bear market if it happens and good to go good to go yeah i, I think Solana are going to be fine they 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 aggressively hustle and get stuff done for those yeah. entities yeah we had um uh the co-founder of Solana, Unreal Vision, actually, um, Anatoly. And I remember the person who was hosting, I can't remember his name at the top of my head, but, you know, Solana is trying to make every transaction in the world in the future on the block. And I remember the host was saying something like, you know, this is something that should be on the founding fathers, so to speak, in the future of you know, making transactions um, work on the block. I mean, that is a huge um, statement, but it just makes me think Solana, like I haven't used it much to actually um, suffer the outage that you guys mentioned, 
But I just think compared to Ethereum right now, it's just the gas fees. Like I'm, I, I keep, I keep saying this week after week, but I haven't got to it yet. But I am actually going to start messing around with buying um, an NFT on Solana and just check out like what it feels to not pay as much gas fees for an NFT, which would be nice. Oh, trust me, I know. I do tutorials every week. And like okay. I stopped, I stopped doing like step-by-step -step tutorials because I was spending like $400, $500 each week. We are going back and doing step-by-step -step, um, things, but yeah. we, we've, we, I mean, Cami and I have always talked about the fact that we need to be chain agnostic, but also in a, in a weird way, kind of always remember where we've come from. And Cami wrote the book, The Infinite Machine about Ethereum. Ethereum leads the way in so many things, but you're absolutely right. There is a huge barrier here. And so this year we, we've sort of taken up where we took, we, we left it a little bit last year, just looking at other chains. We've been looking at layer twos as well. Uh, we looked at Metis, we're looking at Phantom this week. Phantom's an old project, you know, relatively speaking, again, from 2017. It's a DAG, so it's not a blockchain, and, but it's EVM compatible. You can use MetaMask on it. It's pretty easy to get over there. And it has one of the kind of rockstar developers, well, two of the rockstar developers in the DeFi space actively mm -hmm. building stuff there and, and bootstrapping what probably is going to be the kind of hot DeFi project of the first quarter of this year, which is V33. And it's the spiritual successor to the own protocol, which blew up last year and is now blown down or deflated or what do you want to call it? V33. This is like major alpha right here. This, and you won't be able to buy it. So I'm not making anything go away. But V33 is Andre Cronier and Danny's, uh, I can never remember, I can never pronounce his last name, but Danny from Abracadabra. Exactly. Yeah. This is their brainchild and it's wild. Cami, do you know anything about V33? No, I don't. To, to be honest, I haven't uh, kept uh, the tabs on that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll have to wait for, for your uh, breakdown on it. I, I know that like Phantom is kind of like uh, very promising. Uh, I know that like these big shots are, are involved. Um, so that's basically all kind of I know about uh, V33 now. I think um, I, I'd like to see how it's different from Ohm, which has like unraveled pretty pretty quickly this year. Well, so. The, yeah, so the, so the difference here is in the V bit, which is VE, which stands for voter escrow. And if you, I mean, the, the, we're getting deep in the weeds here, but Curve Finance is basically developed this idea of locking up tokens for a boosted reward. Uh, which, you know, is basically a form of staking, but um, also had staking, but nothing ever got locked up. So with Curve, you lock up for a certain period of time and you're stuck, you can't withdraw it. And it sort of stabilizes the protocol. VC3 is a version of Ohm that stabilizes the protocol through vote escrow. Oh my so God, this you is, say you're not all over Solana, but you're so deep into Solana. This isn't Solana, this, this is Phantom. Oh. This is Phantom. You know, you, you start to escalate, but this is this is the issue that we have. Like DeFi is exploding everywhere. NFTs are exploding everywhere. And some really interesting things are happening on other chains that aren't necessarily in our radar, but we have to take the time to go and explore. And, yeah, okay, okay. you know, bridging over to another chain is difficult, um, yeah. but I, you can get around it by using a centralized exchange and these kind of things. So you said you want to go and explore other chains. Go and look at Solana, go and look at Phantom, go and look at Terra, go and look at Polkadot, Kasama. Avalanche. There are some fantastic well. things. And Avalanche. Yeah, there are some fantastic yeah. things being being built and designed and uh, they are cheap. Yeah. I'm the owner of Elaine Lee.soul. I did I that's where my as far as my journey 
tanked nice. me. Yeah, I don't know how I, I did good that. Start. Okay, thank you. Yes, because I did the whole .eth name thing, and then I was like, oh, what's the next Ethereum Solana? So I was messing with that, and now I'm the proud owner of Elaine.Sol. Ting. <laughs> and if only everything was that simple. Like this, like there's so much in DeFi that is incredible. It's, it's getting like, so complicated. Yeah. I appreciate like, talking to you too, so I can like try to be with it as much as I can. But yeah, when when we first started, it was like Ethereum, Compound, Ave, Yearn, you know, Lending, in my summer, my summer yeah. looks like like a kids game for, like, compared with what, what's happening right now. Um, it's it's getting big, it's cool. taking off. Yeah. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It, it is. And, and what's interesting is the way that NFTs and DAOs and the metaverse all kind of sit underneath DeFi in some way, but DeFi is kind of receding into the background and becoming this engine to power everything else. But you're starting yeah. to see like tokens and LPing just become standard, but that's DeFi. It's, it's like it's infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, you know, we're up against time almost, but I, I don't want to let you go without talking about this crazy thing that I've seen on Twitter, which is the thing called Irene Dow. Can you hit that before I let you go? Like what, what is that all about? What is it? Yes. In a nutshell, there was a DAO that was bootstrapped around a bunch of stickers that celebrated an Instagram model called Irene Zhao. She's from mainland China, and she posts delightful pictures of herself in her underwear or in a bikini on Instagram with memes attached. These NFTs were released for free. It was a free mint. Bosh, done. And then the price just went bananas because this was an entry point for the Irene DAO. And the Irene DAO is basically built around the idea of simping. Do you know what a simp is, Elaine? Oh my God, they're going for like 0.6. What is simping? Why is it worth 0.6 ETH? Uh, they were going for a lot more than that. They were going for like two yeah, and a half. Like ETH three, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a simp, basically, it's an internet slang thing for a young man who is overly obsessed with a, a woman who may or may not be a nice person. And, uh, and slips into their DMs wanting to see their feet, essentially. It's horrendous. It's horrendous. And, and they've culturally reappropriated this term, simp. I forget the actual acronym, but they turned it into something else. Simplicity, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, yeah. this DAO has bootstrapped itself, got all this money, and now they're, they're basically creating a movement around something called SoCol, and that is going to be a decentralized version of OnlyFans. What has happened? is that this idea has been forked, I think three times already since that happened. Basically the recipe is this, are you a hot girl with big boobs who regularly poses in her underwear? If so, then this is for you. Launch a DAO, free mint, off you go, done. It, it is worth saying that Irene herself wasn't due any royalties from these NFTs, but what is so absurd is that the week before, a young man from Indonesia called Gozali posted a bunch of really, really weird photos of himself at his computer for five years every day, 
just to record his journey as a student. It tells you nothing about him. It's the same image every day. Oh my God, what is this like? He released them on he released them on OpenSea. And like within two days, the thing had blown up. The most extraordinary thing. And now he's partnering up with Irene Dow. It's just like you can't make this shit up. Yes. And then they started, they basically started a cultural movement for those who feel cut out or or abused in some way by web two to just do <laughs> i don't know where it's gonna go i had the best mm. time researching this story there it's such a nice community i i hate to say anything negative about them but it's ridiculous it's ridiculous anyway i made a helpful video on the defined you can watch it on our youtube channel yeah I released it on Monday. it's five minutes long and it will give you everything you need to know but this is i mean how are we supposed to keep I mean, on look, top of right, this? I, what does it now actually do I have no idea. I mean, basically, the Iron Dow was was essentially it's a so it was a proof concept for SoCalls. So this, this actually is this platform that they're trying to you know bootstrap OnlyFans. But the idea will be that any influencer can launch their own DAO and they can govern the way the profits from activities will be uh, just you know you can have a, own a piece of an influencer basically. So I'm it's sorry, another it's, form. It's such it's another form of social it's, uh, I mean, no, I, I can't stand it. Now, I know I said this was the year of DAOs, but seriously, WTF is this? I mean, look, it's a definitely a social experiment that worked. I feel like when you talk about DAOs, it's about governments, structure. So, you know, that may have a solid project that they're already building up from. But, you know, apparently it's not just governance. It can also be clearly a hot mess, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if it is. Because uh -huh. there's a meme. Oh, the meme oh. is strong in this one. Let me let me see if I can find the because you, you've got these simp memes and they reappropriated simp. Oh, and they they it. call it sincerity, integrity, whatever. Uh, whatever. Title of your next video, Robin, clearly. Yeah, exactly. And 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 there so if if, if, they, if there's a meme and the meme is strong, then people will cluster around the meme. And you forget that there is a bunch of people who are simps. And they, they identify yeah. quite positively as simps. And this is the first time they've been targeted in a positive way. And Irene mm. herself seems lovely. It's such a nice community. And why shouldn't they have a DAO? That's the thing. Why shouldn't they have a DAO? No, they didn't sell these tokens. They gave them away for free. So, like, I mean, fair Aww. play to them. Fair play to them. All right. I, I find it really hard to be critical of it because nobody got hurt here. Oh, well, Gazali, I mean, I even, even Mike Novogratz was is a fan, and he came out on Twitter and said, "I'm a fan of this. Mike I think this Novogratz. is great." Yes, yeah. of Galaxy Digital. So you know, it's easy to be cynical, but like literally. Wait, what did he do? Him. Did he buy one or something? Yes, he did. He said he's part of Irene Dow now or something. He did. He's a supporter. He's a fan. He's a simp. So you know. I'm, I'm just Galaxy. very conflicted with this, but I mean, whatever, power to them if it works. It's exactly. just definitely not not for me. Um, I don't know. It I, it's, it's um, I, like, honestly, like, this is 100% personal opinion, but like my gut reaction to seeing um, just people piling on uh, images of like a, a woman taking her clothes off and, and that's it. That's all the value proposition. I don't know. It's just like pretty. I don't know. Like there's no substance there. You know, it's, there's there's nothing there. Um, besides kind of like this woman, like who's you know, taking her clothes but, off. But that kind of is the substance, though. In the Instagram model, in the OnlyFans model, that absolutely is monetizable. That absolutely has value. 
Simplicity, yeah. integrity, meaning and purpose. We shall have to see what the purpose was. But I know what the purpose of Elaine Lee is right now, and it's to give us a summary of the day's events. Give us your final thoughts, Elaine. How are you feeling now? You've heard about all of this. Oh, Christ. I think my last one is just, um, look, uh, going back to earlier on, um, I told you I went to an in real life NFT event and it was at a museum called, no, not a museum. I shouldn't say it's a museum. It's the Institute of Contemporary Arts in London. It's on the same street where literally Buckingham Palace is. And it was just a really intimate event over a couple of hundred people. And, you know, one boy just asked this one question and that's, it really stuck with me. And he said, put these hands up and he goes, I sold one NFT, gave me like a massive high. And then no one's ever touched my collection since. And then he's reached the very low. Mm. And then it was just from um, one of the panel on the guests, actually, a former guest of Real Vision too, Malia Habidi, recognize this, recognize how, he, you know, he's feelings. And she just gave me a little moment of realization there with this whole NFT space. It, you know, in a traditional art space, she said it takes years to launch your art. But with NFTs, eight months, your project can be sold out and on to the next thing. You know, the NFT space is fast, but I think, yeah, you just don't give up on this journey where people who are in NFTs, you look for the right network. And, you know, like we've touched base, that NFTs is actually a really supportive bunch of rascals on the internet. So just do it at your own pace. I think that's my final thoughts um, for this show. Well, Cami, can you rein in your disdain for one last final refrain? saying? <laughs> Um, now, look, I think this is the point of NFTs, you know, like they give power to anyone uh, to, to leverage it and monetize it and find their community and reach their community directly. And that's what Irene Dao, Irene Shao is, is doing. Um, and that's what so many artists are doing and why um, this has become like such a powerful medium and tool. So. I think this is the point of, of this space. So um, that's that's very positive. Uh, I have like my own personal kind of feelings about kind of, you know, women exploiting their bodies for, for that. Uh, I think that women are more than that. And um, I don't know, like, of course, like everyone is free to do whatever they want um, and she's free to do that. But I mean, that's just not kind of where what I would do personally. Um, so that's kind of like where my kind of initial reaction from for Irene Dow comes from. It's like I wish women would do other things uh, online, uh, but you know there's profit there, so you know money talks. Um, so that's that's kind of my where that comes from. But like I said, I think this is exactly what NFTs are are made for. Just like giving voice and giving community to anyone um, who who wants to who wants to participate. Well, there was some positive news for a woman's uh, collection. Well, the women were represented, uh, were signed by Guy Osiri, who also signed Board Ape Yacht Club's former uh, manager of Madonna, U2 and the yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Big story, it's huge for them. Great team, mm -hmm. we've had them on the podcast. Uh, oh. Really awesome. Wasn't so good for Beanie, however, one of the NFT space's biggest influencers. There was a massive expose on him, doxing him via NFT ethics. Uh, we won't go into the full story of that, but it wasn't it wasn't pleasant. And of course, it's all allegations, so we shouldn't take everything we read as gospel. But there is just an orgy of evidence here that suggests that Mr. Beanie has been up to some pretty nasty stuff. And of course, 
uh, he's being looked. Well, I mean, people are looking to cancel him. But I tell you what, though, unless something really terrible happens, we will not be cancelled. And we will see you all next week for more of the same. Uh, who have we got on next week, Elaine? Next week, you have the irresponsibly long Rao Pal, who will be joining you guys on the Defiant and Real Vision. Well, I'm looking forward to that. It's always a fun chat. Uh, we will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this. It was long, but it was good. This was the Defiant versus Real Vision. See you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.